Welcome back to His and Hers Movie Podcast. This is episode number 52, featuring a review of the brand new entry in the Wrong Turn series, simply titled Wrong Turn. We'll get to that a little bit later, uh, but first let me introduce myself and my co-host. I am JP, podcasting on this January 31st at 1 a.m. in the morning. Uh, 2021, and joining me tonight, as always, is my co-host Carly, podcasting out of Southwest PA. We both are, as usual. So, what's up, dude? Not much, dude. Uh, just kind of hung out today, and actually recorded the first episode of Slumber Party Massacre podcast that I am doing with. Uh, Legacy Lou, Rebecca Reinhardt, and Heather Powell, um, an all-girls horror podcast, and I think that the episode went well, and I hope, you know, people will enjoy it. I think they will, because I think it translated is pretty fun, so excited about that. Uh, we spent like three hours kind of, you know, doing it. We didn't realize it was going to take that long, but uh, we just kind of got chatty, but it was, a, it was a fun time. I did that at like 4 p.m. to 7 p.m., and other than that, I... Just watched a few movies today, uh, did laundry, and, uh, you know, it's Saturday do-nothing day, as as no, you know. it's not. <laughs> yes, it, it sure is. Well, now it's Sunday, Sunday, but, like, because it's late, very mm. late. But uh, that's kind of, that's what I did today. Um, did I do anything yesterday? I don't think I did things. No, I'm pretty boring, so that's kind of... It. What about you? What have you done? Um, well, this past week I was I did a lot, but um, one thing that we did was we went to the what do you call them? Um, like video. We went to a family video. Did we talk about that last week, or did this happen after? Uh, uh, yeah, we talked about that because we just recorded on Tuesday. I thought we didn't go until Friday. Friday was yesterday. When did we go? <laughs> last week, buddy. Last like we recorded just on Tuesday of this week. Okay, but when did we go? Last week, like the week before Tuesday. Are you week, sure? I, I feel like we yes. just did this. <laughs> we did just do it, but we also just recorded. Oh, so we talked about all that already. Yes. <laughs> okay, so get. I guess we didn't do that then. Um. Well, we did do that. Right, okay, so we talked about that. Um, well, me, I had a big podcast that I recorded on yesterday, which are, it already feels like a long time ago. It's strange. Um, but it was a return to 22 shots. It was episode number 203, I think. 203? It's either 203 or 204. Um, and it was the long-awaited Paranormal Activity franchise. We just recorded that last night. It was a behemoth of an episode, probably about seven hours or close to it. And it was a f- episode that we've literally talked about doing since, I want to say, like 2013. I think we literally talked about doing it when there was only four paranormal activity movies. Damn. 
Yeah. Crazy. Because the fourth so. one came out right before we started the podcast, I think, like the year before. And then the, the, the fifth one came out after like a year of us doing the podcast. And I remember Jeremy reviewed it on the show. He went and seen it. But yeah, it was uh, it was one of those things where like we basically kept putting it off, kept putting it off, kept putting it off for years. And then like we started the whole Patreon thing. So it was like we didn't really pick franchises for us to do anymore. It was like if they if someone else picks it, we do it. And uh, some guy picked this finally, and I think, I mean, it was months and months ago when this guy picked it. It was probably like six or seven months ago, so it took us a really long time to get to it. We were supposed to do it originally back in, I think, like October, and it just kept getting pushed back and pushed back, and um, Jeremy actually wasn't even going to make it. Uh, He had watched the movies back in like October or November or something when we originally had it scheduled. And then we had it scheduled last week, and we had it scheduled the week before, and we just kept having to push and push it back due to different circumstances. So finally, we were able to do it, and we made sure... At first, it was just going to be me, Moods, and Jeremy, and Lacey. But because Jeremy was kind of up in the air, we wanted to get another person just in case, and we ended up grabbing Dave Z. Uh, as Dave Z is actually quite a big fan of this franchise so I wanted to I didn't know if I was gonna like it Uh, moods I expected to hate it because he had always talked a lot of crap on it and he hated the first one back Mm. when he seen it but he hadn't seen it since it came out which was like 2009 and I didn't really know what Lacey thought of him Um, Jeremy wasn't like a huge fan of him and since I didn't know what I was gonna think I kind of wanted to have somebody that would at least be the opposite if we ended up all hating them so i pulled in dave z or we pulled in dave z and he joined us on that episode i can tell you right now very very surprising episode where people come in on these things um and it was a it was a really fun show and we really got into the movies we really talked a lot about them so we did the original franchise part one two three for the marked ones and the ghost dimension so the original six plus we did the spin-off called paranormal activity tokyo night uh which is an unofficial sequel that was made in japan not a lot of people know it exists so we did seven total films and it was about seven hours so <laughs> quite the the episode so that'll be dropping um it'll probably be out by the time you, yeah it'll definitely be out by the time you hear this so uh that's good um anybody listen to this also i might have mentioned this last week but i finally got 22 shots shifted over um and we're back on like the podcast catching apps and stuff like that so spotify and itunes and and podcast addict and all those podcast places you can hear our show again so that's really good got that finally figured out really happy and excited and and relieved about that so um that's all that and yeah, I mean, besides that, I didn't really do much uh, this week. Um, you know, a lot of my nights were watching Paranormal Activity movies and then and then recording that show last night. That was, like, my whole entire day. Um, but, yeah, so that's, that's all I got. All right, cool. Um, I 
Yeah, I, I was going to say that the Slumber Party Massacre episode should be uh, premiering on the Valentine's Day weekend, hopefully, if everything goes to plan. So look out for that. But other than that, I so think are you I'm guys like much... just doing slot like slasher films? Um, I think we're doing like more sort of girl esque horror films and stuff like that, kind of like The Craft and mm. Slumber Party Massacre, obviously. Um trying to think of other ones but you know stuff like that uh probably you know just fun movies too like uh maybe we'll do the other slumber party massacre movies and uh sorority house massacre um mm-hmm. so uh but yeah kind of just i think i think the idea was like girl centric film power and, yes yeah there, i mean there's a there's a bunch out there i mean yeah. even ones that are less like the craft and stuff like you have like american mary yeah which is like you know a strong sort of female type thing maybe um like black christmas Mm. since it's like a sorority thing right ginger snaps yeah um even stuff like yeah the descent has like an old girl cast stuff like that Mm mm-hmm so yeah, there's a lot of different options, and uh, we're gonna, you know, definitely discuss it a little more as time goes on. But uh, it is exciting. I think it's gonna be a fun show. We're gonna do it monthly. Hostile so too. That... Oh yes, hostile too. That's a good one too. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that'll be coming out. And other than that, I've pretty much just been watching moves for fun here and there. You know, I'm a big big fan of watching moves for fun and. Uh, recorded a few videos for my youtube and that is that is it that is what i've been doing all right so i guess uh this will probably be a little bit of a shorter episode uh so we can get into the what we watch things uh and since we just recorded like what like four or five days ago we haven't watched a ton yeah um i guess uh it's my turn to go first what's what did i talk about last time well, you brought up Paranormal Activity 1 and 2. Okay. Just as I suspected. Uh, so, yeah, pretty freaking simple <laughs> rundown here. I'm going to be extremely brief. Um, so, we have Paranormal Activity Tokyo Night from 2010. Uh, this one here is basically a uh, very, very loose sequel to the first film. It was in production at the same time as part two, uh, the American part two, and it was released one month after the American part two in Japan. So, uh, the story follows, um, a brother and sister, uh, who basically start experiencing haunted things. The sister is, uh, in a wheelchair because she broke both of her legs in a car accident when she was in America and the brother starts filming the things uh, the connection to the first film is how she got her broken legs the sister um, she actually killed Katie in a car accident after Katie had murdered Mika in the first paranormal activity um, so that is what how it's connected now the movie itself is honestly more of a ripoff of paranormal activity than anything they even do some of the same types of things like in paranormal activity they use the baby powder and in this one they use like salt they put it on the floor 
and then there's even like some similar uh sort of scares and things like that it's just it's just a very very same movie type of thing it, it's pretty much a, a ripoff in my opinion um but yeah it's not really good it's extremely slow i didn't hate it either though are uh, you like like these aren't uh, are they allowed to even do that well, where they have continuity they wouldn't and... be allowed if it happened in america oh but because okay. laws are different in different countries like universal or blumhouse or whoever made paranormal activity the first one or paramount actually it was paramount paramount and blumhouse mm -hmm. um they wouldn't like they probably wouldn't be able to sue them you know what i mean uh, but that's yeah. why this film wasn't really ever released in the u.s either you can get yeah. an import dvd before but it's heavily out of print and now you could still find copies of it but they're in they're like from france or germany and and they don't have english subtitles so they mm. only have the German or the French, so it's re it's a really hard to find movie. For curiosity's sake, it's interesting, but it's not really that good. Mm. Um, and then we have Paranormal Activity three from 2011. Um, I absolutely love this one, and uh, this show will be out by the time you hear this. So if you haven't listened to that show before you listen to this show, because I'm about to spoil everything that I feel. Um, but Paranormal Activity 3, uh, I think it's the best in the series. I think it's one of the best found footage films ever made. Uh, it kind of blew me away a little bit. I just loved it, loved how it tied into the rest of the films. And uh, it's scary. And it's just like, it's like the perfect Paranormal Activity movie. Um, so yeah, that one's great. I came in really high on that one. Um, then we have Paranormal Activity 4 from the year 2012, uh, which... A lot of people don't like this one, but I actually did like it. I it, The story doesn't progress too much, and there's some things left unexplained about it. But I really enjoyed the scares and, like, the the different um, ghost things, gimmicks they do. Like, I like the connect. Um, there's, like, a scene with a knife that you're wondering when the payoff's going to happen. Uh, there's a cool scene with a, in a garage and stuff like that, and and it uh just kind of gets scary at the end too um so yeah I, re I really like paranormal activity 4 as well um and then we have paranormal activity the marked ones from 2014 which uh this one surprised me because i had always heard when this was being released i heard it was, it was it was like marketed as a um spinoff like like not a sequel you know just like a, a different family or whatever and it is for the yeah. most part but it ties directly into the other films which completely shocked me when that happened uh this is the paranormal activity that's sort of made for teenagers i would say like that it's it has like way more uh it actually is the only one that has nudity i think and it also has like you know some some sexy scenes and stuff like that and it's following two kids primarily um i it, i think that it was such a cool idea to leave the like rich white suburbs and move to like these um mexican kids who are living in like an apartment complex in la and stuff or um i don't even know if it's it's not la i don't know where it is but you know california mm -hmm. um but yeah, I thought that was really cool, and I really, really like this one. I think it's super scary and has like a lot going for it. I think it's the second best in the franchise. 
Um, and then we have Paranormal Activity, The Ghost Dimension from 2015. This is the final film in the series, but they are making a new one now. It's supposed to come out in March of 2021, but it got pushed back to 2022 uh, due to COVID, like most other things. And yeah, this one, uh, I liked it, but I do think it's the weakest in the franchise. This one was uh, shot for 3D, and I didn't know that, but about like 20 minutes into it, I was like, was this thing shot for 3D? Because it was starting to like, I was like, they're doing a lot of like visual things. And yeah, sure enough, it was a 3D film, supposed to be the end in the series. Um, I really like certain aspects about it, like this sort of manipulation of like time and space type thing that they're doing. Um, and I like that the, the father and his brother are um watching these tapes from like the previous films and stuff like that that's all really cool i really like that about it um but yeah i thought it was the weakest but it's still good like i think i came in at a seven on that one so like if you didn't notice i pretty much love this franchise now i did not think i would like it and honestly like the thing that was the most surprising about this franchise was how connected all the films are i did not expect that i just expected each one to be another story of another haunted family and like a very cheap like cash in but no there's actually like heavy connective tissue between all these films and i really 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 enjoyed that aspect of it and i was really shocked while watching them that 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 was the case in fact by, by the time i got to the third one and I started the fourth one, and I realized it had continuity too. I, I, every one after that, I couldn't wait to watch. I just wanted to see where the story went next. So, yeah, definitely, it, this, this went from me literally not caring about it at all to becoming one of my favorite franchises. Nice. Very nice. Right. And then after we recorded that show, I decided to kind of chill out and throw in a movie for fun. <laughs> and i recently picked up total recall from um walmart on 4k and i i well i had thought i'd never seen it before but then when watching it i remembered that i I watched this a couple times as a kid i must have had it on vhs because i specifically remember remembered the three uh three boobed woman the three boobed prostitute in this movie i see um, but yeah, this is a film starring Arnold Schwarzenegger. Um, it's set in 2084. Um, he plays a construction worker who's dreaming about Mars and a mysterious woman. Uh, he visits this company that implants false memories of vacations in your head um, and chooses a, sh- a trip to Mars as a secret agent. However, the procedure goes wrong because... Quaid actually has suppressed memories of him being a secret agent on Mars. So it turns out that he really was, that somebody had wiped his memory, and then he goes to Mars and stuff like that. And it's pretty, it's actually a, a really, I actually really liked this movie. It, w- it was a lot of fun. And uh, I like the world building with the, like, sort of red light district of um, the planet and stuff. And and it's a little sleazy and cool and i just i just think it's a a pretty i mean it gets a little action film towards the the final act but you know that's fine um but yeah i I gave it a eight out of ten pretty good movie from 1990 um and then i watched the refrigerator from 1991 which i 
you know, I was so dreading doing this. Right. Because <laughs> we had already done 91, but it, I got it as a Patreon review a while back, and I kept putting it off, so I finally decided to watch it. Uh, it is a super low-budget um, horror movie. I mean, it's not super low-budget. It's just low-budget. Um horror film i i don't i think it might be german or something i'm not 100 percent sure but it follows uh so it opens up with this um dude and this chick go into this house and a refrigerator like sucks the chick inside of it and then it cuts to this young couple who want to um move out of the area where they're in and, and move somewhere else and like start a start a get their first house together and stuff and they get this apartment slash house thing um and the refrigerator is in there uh basically is like evil and they're having like dreams and visions and stuff and the woman has like mom issues and she's like an aspiring actress and um basically basically it sucks (laughs) um it's i mean it wasn't as horrible horrible as i thought it was gonna be but it's just like so boring at times and the refrigerator isn't really that cool and like the husband's like seeing a person like a, a miniature person inside the refrigerator and stuff next to it aunt jemima box <laughs> which i noticed is really funny um the end has like a little bit of like mayhem which was kind of cool but it's like not worth it to sit through it to get there and I'll say that the music in this film, like, was so obnoxious. That at the beginning, especially, it's, like, pure comedy bullshit. And then a little bit at the end. But it kind of tones down the music throughout the middle a little bit, which I was so happy for. But, yeah, it was super annoying music for the most part. Um, I give it a 2 out of 10. 2 out of 10. I didn't like it. Um, and then the last film that I watched today in preparation for next week's franchise show on 22 shots is Twilight from the year 2009, 2009, 2009, buddy, 2009, was it 2009? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'd seen this when it came out. Um, funny, funny enough, like it came out and like everybody was blowing it. Like in my, I, you know, you got to figure out it was probably, would have been in like 11th grade or something yeah and uh i remember all the girls like loved it like and me and my my friend said he saw we were just bullshitting about it and we were talking about how like it's it's a movie that like all these girls are like crushing over edward like it's just funny to us and and we were like and he's like you know my cousin my aunt actually which his aunt was like my age um she was it's funny she was like my first girlfriend (laughs) in like third grade um and uh he's like my aunt has it on dvd if you guys want to watch it and i was like well i was like i don't want to watch that and he's like no it's honestly not that bad so me my and my two dude friends went and got the dvd and went and watched it and i remember we were both like we were by the end of it we were like yeah it wasn't so bad you know that it was like a it was uh you know i was kind of interesting what they did with the vampires and stuff like that but um that was literally i haven't seen it since and i did watch the second one i i was like really tuned out of it when it came out like when, when it came out and i watched it i was like really tuned out of it and i just stopped there 
but um watching it now as an adult a much older adult like a decade has gone by plus um i could see that this movie is definitely like i I don't know why horror fans were talking about it right because it was such a big deal in the horror community like I, i i used to watch a lot of youtube and everybody was talking about like hollywood like you know the twilight's ruining horror and stuff and i'm just like looking back i'm like dude this wasn't for horror fans clearly but at the same time i do understand that like fangoria and horror hound i don't even know if horror hound was around back then but like the the magazines and bloody disgusting and all the websites they were reporting on twilight news and Mm. they were covering twilight heavy and I do remember them saying, like, you know, years later, they're like, look, you know, we know we covered Twilight and stuff, but you don't understand, like, this, it, that, like, it was selling like crazy because everybody was, all these, like, other people started buying the magazine because it had Edward on the cover or something, you know? So, um, I remember, I remember that. And, uh, watching it now, I'm just like, yeah, well, it's clearly not for horror fans, right? Like, it's not it's not made for horror fans right they don't you don't a horror fan is not the target audience it's a teen romance with vampires and werewolves um so i mean i don't think it's a horrible movie honestly i don't but the thing that really and actually i shouldn't be even talking about it this much because this episode will come out before we cover it but i'll just finish by saying this it was a lot more cringy than it was the first time I seen it. Yeah. Um, like, the actual love story, I just don't think is is developed properly. <laughs> like, it just, it comes off, like, super, like, Edward comes off so fucking emo at the beginning. Oh, so, so lame with that, but... I remember everybody being like, are you team Jacob or team Edward? You know what I mean? Like everybody. And I was, and like, if I had to pick now, I'm team fucking Jacob because, <laughs> because Edward sucks in this movie. Yeah, he does. At least Jacob seemed kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but the, the actor who um, plays Jacob was a, uh, he shot a movie out here by us. Like literally like, a couple blocks from your house yeah i know that abduction movie or something yeah and uh it was um i remember watching it you know because when it came out and it was kind of weak honestly but (laughs) (laughs) but it was cool to see locations from because that was like the first time in my life that i remember that happening now i know that there was other movies filmed here before but that I i wasn't aware um, and some of them were before I was born, but yeah, it was cool to see that. And I remember when he was, you know, t- towards the end of filming, he was supposed to do like an appearance downtown Brownsville, and uh, uh, he uh, never came out of his trailer or whatever. And I just remember the streets being completely crowded with young teenage girls, and it was like that, <laughs> and preteens too, but just all these yeah. young girls that wanted to see him. It was like sad, you know? Yeah. Um, but. Yeah, people waited out there for hours and never even came and you know, you could have signed some autographs and stuff, dude. Come yeah. On. Um, so now I'm team Edward because he was in the lighthouse and that was cool. <laughs> Shut up. Um, so yeah, uh that is it. 
that's it for me for what I watched this week. I also watched a bunch of episodes of The Simpsons. I almost watched all of season one. Good for you, little last guy. Last night after Total Recall. Right. You were just having a lot of fun last night. Yeah. Okay, your turn. Hurry up. I'm hungry. Are you seriously telling me to hurry up? You just talked about Twilight. Fast. You gave your full feature review of Twilight just I was now. Fast. Like, no, I was like, come on, I don't care about Twilight or Edward, come on. Dude, you know that every time we go and see the Twilight books, you're like, oh, this is my favorite. No, I, shut up, you do that. Um, Alright, so I shall be quick. Um, first up, Slumber Party Massacre. Um, from 1982, I already talked about this a few weeks ago, because I happened to watch it a few weeks ago, but... Uh, and like I said, I, there will be a full-on review on that new podcast I have coming out, but it's a fun slasher film, and uh, I paid the most attention to it this time around, obviously, since I had to do uh, you said actual... You said that last time, too. What, buddy? You said that last time, too. Yeah, but I paid more attention this time. Like, more deep, like, tried to pay attention to the details. Screw off, dude! Piece of shit. Trash. Bad friend. Calling me out. Okay, um... But it's a fun slasher. It is good, and uh, it's You've one that, that I... Okay, cool. Anyway, after that, I watched Color Out of Space. Dude, you said that last week. It's a joke. I've been, I've been looking forward to saying it this whole week. I'm kidding. I didn't watch it. Okay. But I really watched Bloody Birthday from 1981, a movie that you had given me, and this is another slasher, and it's cool because it's about... Uh, Little kids killing people, which I didn't realize going into it, and uh, it's about, you know, these three kids who were born on the same day, and I guess the day that they were born happened to be this big eclipse, so that constitutes them being psycho killers when they grow up, and uh, so at the age of, like, ten, they start just killing people, including, like, the one girl's dad, and, uh, you know, some of their family members and whatnot, and uh, this one was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Uh, the DVD is pretty crap. The quality is just really bad. Like, it's hard to hear a lot of the dialogue. And, of course, there's no subtitles. So it was uh, definitely kind of rough, uh, especially at the beginning. I was like, oh, God, I can't really hear what they're saying at all. But as it went on, you know, it, it got a little bit better. Um, but I had fun with it. I thought it was good and uh, kind of dark, too. You know, little kids killing people. You don't see that too often. So I thought it was Salad. Um Gave that like a seven and a half out of ten. Then after that, I watched, as per my Survivor Five, Cry Wolf. Um, I talked about this one on the show a while back too, uh, before we even picked 2005, uh, because I just happened to have bought it. And uh, watching it this time around, again, I paid more attention to it this time, and I definitely enjoyed it a little, little bit more. Um, about these kids at this uh, school who, kind of like a boarding school type of deal. Um, they play this game called, like, The Wolf, and I've played this game before, pretty much, like, variations of it. No, Fun you game. didn't. This isn't a real game, dude. Yeah, it is. It's called Werewolf, or, like, there's different mafia, or there's different Buddy, it's variations. it's called Cry Wolf. No, dumbass. The real game. Prick. Um, anyway, Cry Wolf, um... These kids are playing this game, and uh, there's a new kid in town, and him and this girl decide, like, hey, let's spruce it up and get the whole school involved somehow, and they do it by making up this whole fake persona, like a murderer, and send out this mass email 
because it just happened so happened that this girl got shot in the woods recently so they're like let's pretend to be the killer and be on campus and uh things kind of you know go a little too far with the whole joke and uh that's how the movie plays out um i think it's a little bit convoluted with uh especially towards the end but at the same time i think it's enjoyable and an interesting idea for a slasher film so uh i dug it i gave it a seven out of ten then after that i watched a movie called ratter from 2015 this was a dollar tree pickup that i picked up recently and uh, it's kind of like a found footage film about this girl uh you're following her she moves to new york um to go to graduate school she lives in an apartment by herself and the whole movie is like through her phone but it's not really like her filming herself it's just supposed to be this guy happened to her stuff and he's able to like see her and see all her passwords and get into um everything about her and uh he essentially is stalking her and she starts getting suspicious because he's like sending her weird phone calls and mailing stuff to her house and uh she's getting freaked out and the movie goes from there um i thought it was decent i didn't think it was anything that we haven't seen before but it was decent if you do like these sort of found footage slash technology horror films you would probably dig it there were actually a few creepy moments in it as uh, the film progressed that I enjoyed, but overall it wasn't anything too special, and I thought the concept of him kind of seeing her through the phone was a little bit uh, unrealistic, um, but I gave it a 6.5 out of 10. Then after that, I watched We All Scream for Ice Cream from 2007, the Masters of Four Hair episode, <clears throat> and uh, but just watched the 05 one. For fun, I was going to say. I just watched this for fun, and I watched it today, and I think I deserve to watch a movie for fun. <clears throat> but this is uh, from the season two, um, and I think it's episode 10, and uh, I actually enjoyed this quite a bit. Uh, it had William Forsythe plays like this uh, mentally challenged ice cream driver truck driver who dresses like a clown and clowns around and uh you find out that there was a prank that went wrong and he wound up dead years ago and you're kind of flash forward to the present where you have all these dads and uh you know their kids and uh this ice cream truck keeps coming at night and luring the kids in and they think it's uh the guy's ghost coming back to seek revenge and so on um I actually thought this episode was pretty creepy uh, and effective, and I liked the whole ice cream truck aspect. Um, had some decent atmosphere, and the kills and just the effects were pretty good. So this is probably one of my favorite Masters of Horror episodes at this point. Um, give it an 8 out of 10. <clears throat> and then after that, I watched Flight Plan, as per my Survivor 5. And Flight Plan is about... It's another move that is set on a plane from 2005 next to Red Eye. And again, it's a thriller. It's definitely thriller, not really horror, but uh, it is psychological thriller. So, you know, Colin is a watch. Um, this one stars Jodie Foster and she is a mother. Her husband passes away and uh, they live in, uh, I forget where the, Berlin or something like that. They live out of the country and they are trying to fly back to New York her and her daughter with the husband's uh, coffin to bury him there and uh, they're on this very high-tech plane that I believe she helped engineer and uh, she falls asleep her daughter 
goes missing while she's asleep. And the rest of the movie is her trying to figure out what happened to her daughter. And everyone on the plane is kind of like thinking she's crazy and claiming that her daughter was never on board. And you're kind of thinking like, is the daughter dead? Is she really on board? And is the mom crazy? And all this kind of stuff. Um, I really like this a lot. Uh, very good thriller. Um, Jodie Foster's great. Uh, the plane is really cool looking. Like I said, it's very high tech and huge and, uh, you know, a lot of room to like just run around and stuff like that. Um, and, you know, you think it's going to be predictable kind of, but it's actually not. And I really enjoyed that about it. Um, it was pretty solid thriller, and if I had to compare it to Red Eye, I think I like it a little bit more, but I do give them both the same rating at an 8 out of 10. Uh, like I said, though, it's more thriller than horror. Um, and then lastly, as per my just watching moves for fun, I watched Book of Shadows, Blair Witch 2, 2000. Uh, I had a VHS copy of this that I had recently picked up, and I had been wanting to revisit this because I hadn't seen it since I was a kid, and it was... Um, honestly, it didn't hold up as much for me as I was hoping, <clears throat> if I'm being honest. Um, it, there was aspects to it that I did recall from when I was little, but a lot of it I didn't remember. Um, just certain lines and bits and pieces, uh, like the naked woman r running around the tree. That was one thing that I always remembered from childhood, but, uh, I don't know, some... Things about it come off as a little bit cheesy to me, and I do like, like, I like the beginning where you have all those interviews. It kind of plays out like the original, but this time it's like people talking about the hype of the, uh, you know, actual Blair Witch Project film and how people thought it was real, and they're all saying, like, how everyone comes to Maryland, Burkittstown, Maryland now to try to find the witch, and, you know, they're just interviewing all these townspeople who are saying it's not real and uh people they should have used the fictional town because everyone's bothering them in their town so i thought that was cool um but the i don't know just the actual story didn't really do too much for me it wasn't it just you're, wasn't you're that fired <clears throat> what you're fired you don't pay me to do anything dude in fact you're fired no Goodbye. you're fired dude that movie is awesome awesome <clears throat> yes it's uh, it's fun. It's awesome. It's okay. You don't think the story was really cool? It was cool. I mean, it was, like, creepy, them watching back the tapes and stuff like that and seeing all the stuff that happens and, uh, you know, just in, like, blurred images. What, what's and... the line that the guy says <clears throat> at the end when he is recording uh, Tristan? Tristan? Uh... Uh... I don't know, buddy. What? He says video doesn't lie, but film does. Oh, okay. You don't remember that line? No, I don't. Okay, so that line is pretty <laughs> interesting in the movie because the movie is what? Uh, Blair Witch Project a people? It's what? a film, right? <laughs> like, the original Blair Witch was video. Like, it's it's them video recording, right? With handheld cameras. Right, right. Um, now I do think they do use it like a 16 millimeter there too in the original, but you know, the f point is it's, it's a video, but Blair Witch 2 is what? It's a film, right? Right. Like it's, it's set, it's set, like it's made like a regular movie. Correct. But when he says that line, if you pay attention in the movie, everything that's in the film is lies. 
but whatever's on video is the truth. Oh, I see. So you so know how they trying... play the video back in, at the end of the movie? He's like, play the tape! <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And yeah. then they show what happens, and he's like, that, that, that's not what happened, you know what I mean? Well, yeah. that is what happened. It's the movie that's that's not real, you know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. It's cool, dude. Like, there's a lot of hidden <laughs> little cool stuff in there. And it was it was a really smart, smart movie. Uh, each of the characters represent a person who watched the Blair Witch, like the type of fan of the movie. So you had the capitalist, like the, the guy who wants to make money off of it. You had the um the wiccan from the wiccan community who thought it was like a bit of a annoying thing for wiccans you had the scholar and the skeptic um and then you just had the chick who thought the movie was cool you know what i'm saying right yes and that goth chick by the way who had such a big crush on her growing up of course she did (laughs) what do you mean all she did was put on black eyeshadow wow (laughs) what do you mean of course you did She's like you're. You think goth chicks are so hot? Like all she did was put on very bad black eyeshadow. She had which on is black very... lipstick, did she not? I, I get. Yeah, I guess. And um, yeah, her hair's black. Ooh, how hot! All right, six and a half out of ten. I <clears throat> think I disagree. Okay, you. That's my. No, you can't. Dis- I, I disagree that's my with rating. your rating. No, you can't disagree. You can agree. You can have a different rating. You can't say you disagree that I have that rating. We're gonna have we're we're gonna have to have you do a new rating. No, buddy, six and a half out of ten. Take it or leave it. Well, I shall leave it. Fine. It shall sit here next to me, because it is my rating. Is that it? Yeah, that's it. Jeez, you took forever. No, I didn't. All right. Um, what should we do next? The move! <laughs> okay. Wrong turn? Yeah! Okay. Um, go ahead. Here we go. Okay. So I guess I'm giving a synopsis of Wrong Turn from 2021. This land is their land. Okay, so the synopsis is... Jen and a group of friends set out to hike the Appalachian Trail. Despite warnings to stick to the trail, the hikers stray off course cross into land inhabited by the Foundation, a hidden community of mountain dwellers who use deadly means to protect their way of life. Suddenly, under siege, Jen and her friends seem headed to the point of no return. Unless Jen's father can reach them in time. So, yeah. Wrong turn. Um, as you can kind of hear... Who directed this one? Mike P. Nelson. Uh, what has he done? Probably nothing but suck his own dick. Oh, he did the domestics. Yeah, which you liked. Yeah, but, I mean, it was so good. Now, did this have the original writer in back? Was that what I heard? I believe so. Chicken Ho. Writer Alan B. McElroy, who wrote... Following four mm-hmm. and wrong turn from the the original wrong turn, so yes. Right. So okay, mm-hmm. let's just start with this, okay? So what? 
um, just a little heads up, there will be a minor spoiler with plot, not necessarily anything that's going to um, spoil the movie. It's just that there is an aspect of the plot that is different from the original, and we can't talk about the movie without saying that like what's different about it. Um, but it's not, like, if you watch the trailer, you might be able to even tell. So it's not a major spoiler. It's just a minor spoiler of, like, what this movie's about. Synopsis literally just gave that away anyway. What did it say? It said, it, it legit says they encounter the foundation. Which right, is like, but you don't know what that is. Okay, so um, the movie opens up um, with basically a father looking for his daughter who had gone missing and then it flashes back when he finds out that she went missing in this town in virginia not west virginia like the original series which is why i say that this could exist in the same Mm -hmm. film series like it's it doesn't have to necessarily be a reboot or re well it doesn't have to be a remake it could be um a sequel actually just sort of in name only because it doesn't actually start over really yeah you know what i mean it doesn't re- it, it's not a remake of the first movie at all it's its own thing um so it then it flashes back six weeks earlier and we follow what happens to the daughter um she <clears throat> goes to this town she decides to go hiking um she's uh dating a black dude and they and then there's two gay dudes so it's kind of like this inclusive bunch that they're trying to pull off here this sort of and and we will say like we know a little bit of what the director was thinking because there was actually a bonus feature at the end of the film which was a little making of and so he kind of commented on some of this stuff um a very progressive group of um you know sort of liberal characters here and they go to this you know sort of more hick type town and they they're bumping in and into the locals and stuff like that and the director what he was basically saying in this movie is that like they are being judgmental when that's what they are fighting against you know what i mean they're expecting all these people to be horrible um which is because because they expect the people to not like them because they're gay or black or you know whatever and so they're very judgmental which we can get into that in a little bit but basically they go out into the woods and um one of their friends dies through sort of an accident but you're not sure if it's an accident or not and then they run into the people that live out in the woods who started living out there right before the civil war and it's not a and this is where the little spoiler action comes in it's not a mutant cannibal inbred thing yep there's no left eye there's no three finger there's nothing so it's it's like a group of settlers basically who are like kind of like amish or something like the village or something like that you know what i mean self-sufficient type people that want to stay away from technology and, and people um and yeah it's it's them and there is a question of are these people bad or are the leads bad type thing going on 
and I'll kind of leave it at that. Like, this is a really hard movie to talk about without going into the actual details of the third act, but we're not going to do that because this movie is so new and a lot of people haven't seen it because it's it's it was a one day only screening <laughs> but i think yeah. it is supposed to come out on vod later this month or, or later in february so um yeah it might actually be out already i'm not 100 sure but okay so i liked it you did it right i didn't lo- i didn't think it was great though i wanted to mention that we were actually in the theater with someone who apparently worked on the film so that yeah, was kind of I think it's cool. like an effects artist or something because they yeah they were talking at the beginning of the movie and they were saying is this your first one your first credit or whatever and he said yeah and so I th- feel like they probably all work on film they looked like the type like one dude had a face mask that was a straight pinhead thing I was trying to show it to you but you were angry at me no dude I just wanted to leave because right. this move sucked um, um yeah so the yeah that was kind of neat they clapped and stuff which was you know i kind of wanted to talk to them about how the movie was not like was flawed um so my biggest gripes with the movie are first of all let me get into positives let me talk about my positives so one there is some good gore in here there's some good gore Mm. um I like the woods setting. I like that it's serious, right? Because we haven't had a serious wrong turn film since wrong turn one. They've all been kind of cheesy slasher films after that. And this one is, is grounded in, in semi reality. And it's, uh, it's, it's a serious movie. You know, it's not, it's not making fun of, or like, you know, being over the top intentionally. Um, so I like that about it. I also thought that the wood scenes were good. It was, you know, filmed pretty well. Um, I thought the acting was pretty good for the most part. Uh, but the character, and, and this is where the negatives come in, the characters were atrocious, dude. Like, I, and I get, like, so the director's concept here is, and he, he hammers this home that this was what he was thinking. Like, what if we flipped it on their head and these, um, you know, liberal kids are actually very judgmental themselves? And in order to make his plot, his concept work, some things had to happen. And and it, it, it's kind of, it's stupid because the, the kids prejudging the people in the town and the and, and everything kind of is true though so it's like your message is like you shouldn't judge people before you know them but it's like well they were right though <laughs> you yeah. know what i mean and then to like sort of twist it on its head and be like no they they weren't right there's some like bullshit reveal in the end type thing and i'm like that's stupid um and then uh there's all there's also just some some dumb stuff i will say this the movie ended pretty cool but at the same time like before it got to that ending it was really dumb (laughs) so right so it was like it was dumb and then it was like a cool final moment in the movie and i was like oh that was i like that what they did there with the music playing and stuff like that it, it looked it was a good scene but it's like the fact that it even happened was stupid to me. <laughs> mm. Um, I think that I think this I think people are gonna like this. 
I mean, I do too, but um, I'm not one of them. Um, I mean, the positives I have, the gore is good in like the one, there's one death scene in particular that's really disturbing looking and then you kind of get like a zoom out shot of it that I thought was really creepy and I thought that was cool. Um, I was on board at first, you know, from the beginning. I was kind of, I was enjoying it. There was a few parts that made me laugh and uh, it was it was playing out decently, you know, they're kind of hiking in the woods and it felt very much like an old-fashioned wrong turn movie where you're just, they're hiking and then something's gonna go wrong. Um, but I just, uh, I don't know, some of the dialogue I thought was really stupid and kind of just forcing the whole issue of like, hey, maybe, maybe they're the good guys and we're the bad guys and I thought it was a little bit cringe. Um, the characters are very unlikable and whatever you're that's I guess another thing they want you to think that way but it just made it annoying for me to watch um the where it goes the twists and stuff and where it goes in the final acts I think is really just uh, eye rolly and uh, was annoying and I felt like I don't know every character that was supposed to be like a hero type character was just getting not doing anything like they would go to do something then they'd get like whacked or something and it would completely drop that and i don't know it, it just kind of got laughable to me the, it, it felt like they wanted to make this really strong female lead who comes out of her shell in the end and stuff like that and um I, the problem was is is you make her extremely annoying and unlikable yeah. um I think that, like, honestly, I think that probably, see, I don't know, like, at first I was thinking that maybe, like, very, like, uh, liberal people would like these characters, but I almost feel like they're caricatures of those people. And it's not, it's not, like, as bad as, like, Green Inferno, like, Eli Roth's Green Inferno. I'm not saying that it's, like, those people, but it's, like, you know, they're, they're annoying, and the, the stuff they're saying doesn't make sense to you, to me, to us. Mm. And there was literally a part in the movie where I almost quit. Um, <laughs> it, it, luckily, it re rebounded. But there was a moment in the film where a character starts ta like um, being mad about something or like concerned, and I'm like, I literally started freaking out, throwing my hands up in the air, like, "What the hell are you talking about?" Like, I will punch this bitch in the face. You know what I mean? Right. I was so angry. Like, did you see me? Did you see how angry I was looking? Yeah, you were doing uh, those armed things that you do where you're like, what, 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 you know? What do and I do? You're like, what, 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 what? But, and, and what, what uh, are you doing while saying that? Armed things. What do you like, mean, armed things? Like, pu pu pushing them out into the air and out in front of me, but like, and also going up and down a little bit. Like, <laughs> what, 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 what? We need a camera for this, but you get <laughs> do the... I, do I do that often? You do, yeah. You do it when you're driving and someone pulls out in front of you, or someone does something stupid. You're just like, what, 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 what? And then during moves, you're doing that, and I thought like, oh, he's on board with me. This movie sucks dick. And then it's like you started liking it, and I was like, man, he's not on board with it. No, well, I didn't. No, I, the thing was that like, it kind, it kind of redeemed itself because of what happens later. And you're like, okay, well, I guess, but you know what I mean? So 
I'm being coy, obviously, because of, like, the spoilers, but it kind of redeemed itself a little bit, so I kind of forgave it a little bit later, um, and I did kind of find myself starting to like the lead a little bit, but it was, like, almost one of those things, like, too little, too late type thing, and honestly, like, there's a six-week span from, you know, what happens to them and the father looking for them, and you're just like, there's no way all this happened in six weeks. You know what I mean? It's like, it <laughs> yeah. feels like years have gone by. You know what I, I'm saying? Like, once once you realize what happens, like, towards the end of the movie, you feel like years have gone by. Yeah. And uh, honestly, the, the lead villain I found extremely annoying as well. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I just, I do, I, I respect that they tried something different and tried and I respect that they tried to ground it in reality and make it like a serious horror film again but like I just want my monster cannibal inbreds me too um that's I don't know I like the wrong turn franchise I think it's fun and I would have liked a bigger budget inbred movie and that's not what I got and but that's not just the problem, you know? It's okay to do something different. I just didn't like what they did different. I didn't think they uh, executed it super well. And uh, It had potential. Don't get me yeah. wrong. Like, this had a lot of potential. But, again, like, I just think I wanted something else out of it. And and even... and I, If this was good, I could have accepted it. Like, I wouldn't have been, like, still hung up on the fact that it wasn't, like, the wrong turn of old. Yeah. But the fact is is that it was like it was very frustrating to watch some of the stuff that happened in here and be like and and also like it's like they don't even follow through with their concept of like maybe these people are good because of the scene where the chick is in the hole like impaled and i'm like well the audience knows the truth Mm -hmm. you know what i mean so i'm like i'm like they don't follow through like it's just asinine it doesn't make sense, you know what I mean? Like, the message does not work in this movie. And the move is too long. And it's... It just felt long. Like, I kept looking at my phone... I was looking at my phone, and I was like, Holy crap! An owl hair hasn't even gone by. And I, I do remember when we checked the time, and it was like 40 minutes in, and I was like, Holy shit, how are they going to put 120 minutes in this? <laughs> or an hour and 20 minutes in this? Yeah, a whole um, other movie. But I, I did enjoy the, the featurette at the end, which I do know Fathom does that sometimes. They'll have, like, a little behind-the-scenes thing at the end of the movie. Yeah. Um, it it actually helped me understand the movie because I was like, what is this guy doing? And it didn't help me understand in a positive way. It made me like it less. <laughs> but, yeah. like, it, it my basically my thoughts were uh, reassured, and he even put it into words that I could, like okay now i definitely feel strongly about this because he said it himself um but yeah the the people involved were like just thought they were doing something so cool (laughs) yeah it's like it was i felt cringe watching it because they're just like yeah i'm supposed to be that really strong character and the director clearly just thought like he was the shit he's like i made this movie and it is different and i am unique and it's gonna go down in history but yeah i just really did not care for it at all okay so um do you have letterbox reviews yes i shall read a positive um let's see this is by chasen screams he gave it four and a half stars 
and let us see. Let us see, let us see what the hell is going on. Okay, nope, at me. Okay, this soft reboot gives gave an entire new meaning to the franchise, a premise, the cast in this, wait, the franchise's premise. The cast in this film not only gave stellar performances, but was incredibly diverse in terms of cultures and professions. We had nurses, business owners, environmentalists, etc. And it was nice to see the experience became become a useful characteristic as things began to spiral out of control, at least for some characters. I'm going to get personal for a second, not only as a black gay man, but as someone who's been in interracial relationships. I felt that sense of fear some of the characters had when they were visiting the little redneck town. This movie is realistic, which also F yes for having a gay couple with two leads. Okay, Before- okay, let me just cut you off there. I do like uh, the gay couple aspect, and I do like the the black character dating the white girl aspect because they do it does they do manage to get that sense of like fish out of water like fear on the screen. Mm-hmm. I will give them props for that, but the whole thing about like okay they have these people but they made them douchebags is kind of <laughs> is kind of a it's almost like a, a slap in the face for having something cool and then just destroying it afterwards. Right. But, okay. Continue. Right. The gore in this film is out of out of this world okay, and dude. from. No, you're exaggerating. It's not out of this world. From what I've watched on the big screen, it's all practical effects. Ari Aster fans will rejoice at the amount of head trauma that takes place in the movie. Now, I'm not going to lie, that is what I thought of while watching this movie, Ari Aster f- stuff. Hmm. So, I kind of agree with him there. Maybe not not nearly as brutal, but still, I, I definitely got vibes like that. The booby trap kills are unique. Uh, there's loads of blood and lots of close-ups of the mutilated bodies, which made me squirm and smile. When it comes to the story, the installment definitely has a unique new approach to the franchise. Don't expect to watch a hillbilly horror slasher. Go in expecting a survival slasher horror film with a strong cult-like presence. The history and politics of this hidden civilization, the Foundation, was intriguing to learn and added layers to our antagonists. My eyes were glued to the screen the entire time. The script is written well, the cinematography delivers some beautiful shots, and the hidden themes of finding yourself and the idea of what's morally right made for some interesting character choices. Character choices that I haven't seen in a horror film since the 1988 slasher film American Gothic. I've never seen that, but... Uh, it's... I don't understand the reference at all to that, but (laughs) American Gothic is cool. Alright. Another reason why this reboot feels so realistic is the fact that a fair amount of the film highlights the fear of family members of other groups are experiencing because they're missing. It's realistic, by the way. What? It's realistic. Right. Yeah, not realistic. Uh, what? Realistic? <laughs> are you? What are you saying, dude? Shut up. I'm just correcting the way you pronounce that word. That's how you... I said it like how it's said. No, but... I'm going to continue this last sentence. I have a lot of thoughts, so I'm going to end on this. 
Charlotte Vega is a phenomenal horror star, and her in that Kill Bill inspired scene was fucking killer. I, I hear it out I loud. agree with that. I agree with the the that scene that he's talking about. It was awesome, and it did remind me of fucking Kill Bill, actually. I see. I see. I see. Hold on. I had another. Trying to find the other one that I was gonna read. Here, Where I is it? it? I'll do it. No, no, I have a two and a half star one. Okay, two and a half star. It, you don't really pick negative. You pick like good and you know. There's not other ones. Like it's so annoying that you say that, dude. Cause like, like okay, well, here's a one star. I watch wrong turn movies for backwoods mutant cannibals, not for some cult renaissance nerds gone rogue. Wow, what a <laughs> that great That was a good dude. review. You no, you probably agree exactly with that guy. I do agree with that guy, but I'm just saying it's a <laughs> That one was actually sentence. a pretty good review. It was funny because Yeah. <laughs> that was actually a good one. Like it that. is funny. I didn't read that one before. But no, dude, I'm just saying like the one star reviews are usually to the point like that and not um <laughs> Not, not. Uh, okay, so you didn't. What were you gonna read? Just read what you were gonna read then. Um, it's gone now. Oh, is it? <laughs> uh, yeah, it went away because I was looking for the one you were talking about. Okay, that's fine. That his is his works. All right. Um, so what are you coming in at on Wrong Turn 2021? This is is this your first 2021 movie? My first 2021 movie? Yeah. What do you mean? Is it the first one you watched this year for 2021? Well, buddy, we watched two other moves. Two? Oh, yeah, we did do two. We, we do the <laughs> Shadow and the Dicks then. and uh, Ten Till Dicks. Yeah, moron. Okay. Why are you calling me a moron? Because, like, what are you at? Like, we do the show where we do new movies, and you're asking me if this is my first 2021 movie. Dude, my memory is shot. Okay. Okay, dude. Well, I gave it a 4 out of 10. Okay. Uh, I am at a much more appropriate 6 out of 10. <laughs> <laughs> much more appropriate. What? Nothing. You're such a... Like, what, what's with the diss? <laughs> what are you talking about? Like, you had to say a much more appropriate. Like, my rating wasn't appropriate. No, it was appropriate. Mine's just much more appropriate. Uh, uh-huh. Okay, dude, go ahead. Uh, you know, I'm just... I, I have a more sensible palate than you. I don't. Yeah, I mean, I do. Nobody. Name name your top ten favorite giallos. I'll wait. Buddy, you don't even like a, a deep red. Um, uh, what is your favorite um, German expressionist films? The Golden Glove. <laughs> what? No way. That's just a German film. Oh. Um. Uh. The uh, Necromantic Two. <laughs> I guess maybe. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. But um. <laughs> so yeah, I uh, am smarter than you. <laughs> Shut up. Um, I have, you know, I'm more cultured, you know. You're just like a plain white girl. I'm Mexican. I have culture behind me. No, dude, you don't even know, like, <laughs> that's so stupid. Like, you just had a Mexican dad, but you can't even, you don't, like, say one word in Spanish. I'll wait. Hola. 
<laughs> You're annoying. <laughs> um. Uh, jalapeno. <laughs> no, buddy. Okay, just give. give it's two a.m. Come on. Come on. <laughs> what? I want to go to bed. Come on, what? I don't understand what you're telling me to come End on. End the show. When? Right now. Do an outro or something. <laughs> This was a quick episode. Uh, not really. You named, you gave like featured reviews about all your moves. All right. I guess we're out of here for this week. Um, next week, what are we doing? Um, I don't know. Should I know? Yeah, you should. Know. Did do we pick a movie? Um, no. But there's one. I see. I don't know. Maybe we'll do that new. Um, Denzel Washington movie. Okay. Um, The Little Things. Did you see the previews to that? No. Um, it's in the theaters right now. Um, AMC. Uh, it's at Uniontown. Um, and yeah. it's a th- it's a thriller though, I think. Well, that's fine. As you know, thriller is the cousin of poor hair. Um, it's two hours and seven minutes. Oh two, my god! The plot is two cops track down a serial killer. Oh, I feel like an empty man is coming on. <laughs> it's got Denzel freaking Washington in it, dude. There's no way it's empty man. It might okay. be like John Q. Oh! Well, didn't he play in that? What, John Q? Yeah, he's the... Wait, no, is that... Yeah, that's him. Yeah, <laughs> you're dumb. See, not called him. No, I get him mixed up with Forrest Whitaker. What?! I get their name, like, because they have weird names. I don't know. Forrest? Forrest and Denzel? I don't know. Um, okay, so that is also available on HBO Max as part of that, like, released in the theater and HBO Max at the same time thing. So even if we don't get to the theater, because I'm not sure if I have a day off, you can go if you want, but I'll, I'm not sure I'll have a day off where it's I'll be able to go see it before we oh. record. Okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually certain that I won't, so... Oh! Um, you, I might have to watch it on HBO Max. Oh. Okay. Alright? Right. So we'll probably do the little things next week. Alright, right. and with that said, I guess we are piecing out of here for episode number 52. We'll see you guys next time with episode number 53. Bye.